Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What up, everyone? Welcome to Rule of Two. Welcome back. I hope everyone's safe. Uh, here with my bro Mark. Today we don't have a guest, so we're just going to uh, talk a lot of stuff that's been going on in the Star Wars world in the last week, and we have some very yeah, interesting man. stuff. Mark, what up, dude? Uh, how you doing, man? Are you staying safe? How's staying it going safe. over there, bro? Yeah, I'm, I'm washing my hands. I'm staying home. Hope everyone's doing well in the chat. So, in today's video, today's podcast, we're going to talk about a few things, and the first one being this letter. I'm going to show it up on screen here. This letter that Mark Hamill wrote on Twitter and it's uh, I, what I assume, what we assume is his sort of goodbye. Let me minimize Mark here. His goodbye to Star Wars. Um, I hope not. You know, I hope he'll come back in some other sort of form or something like that. Uh, maybe in like a flashback or whatever. But this is mm-hmm. what he said. What an extraordinary journey it's been. Back in 1976, when Carrie Harrison and I were testing for our roles in what was then called The Adventure of Luke Star Starkiller, as taken from the Journal of the Wills saga, one, the Star Wars. There's no way we could have known what an incredibly rich and imaginative set of adventures this obscure little space movie would launch, inspiring eight more chapters to tell the entire Skywalker story. For some of you, that journey began with us over 40 years ago, inviting Star Wars into your lives from the seats of just a few dozen theaters in its first days of release. For others, you may have joined us somewhere along the way. From the harrowing yeah. saga of young Anakin's descent to the dark side in the prequel trilogy, or the introduction <laughs> of an entirely new generation of heroes in the sequel trilogy. As Carrie once said, Star Wars is about family, and that is what we have all become. One giant community that shares the common experience of these stories and the fundamental values they instill in us. Whether you are a relative newcomer to the Star Wars galaxy or a longtime UPF ultra-passionate fan... I am deeply thankful for your continued enthusiasm and dedication to Georgia's faraway galaxy, which will continue to grow with new storytellers building an even bigger galaxy filled with heroes, villains, action, romance, and of course, the Force. May the Force be with you always, Mark Hamill. Yeah. What are your thoughts, man? I got a lot of thoughts about this, but what are, what are some of your thoughts? I got a lot of thoughts, too. Um... It seems like a goodbye. I mean, he titled it A Few Thoughts as One Era Ends and Another Begins. Does this mean an era for his career or an era for Star Wars? So I'm thinking they could always bring him back, you know, if they want. Uh, but this typically, to me, seems like it's it, man. This is this is done. And even yeah. at the bottom, it's, it's you know, it got, it's stamped uh, 2020 Lucasfilm. That it's, I mean, this is legit, dude. Yeah, look, it, it's it's obviously legit, and it's being billed as a goodbye. Um, but when you actually read it, it doesn't sound like a goodbye. It just sounds like a very gracious uh, thanking of the fans and the legacy, and like almost like closing a chapter on the Star, uh, like on the Skywalker saga. But 
it doesn't read like a retirement letter. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, I think, I think, look, Mark Hamill is the face of Star Wars. You yeah. know, I like, there, there's nothing you could do about it. Um, even when the prequels were going on, I think Mark Hamill was still the face of Star Wars. Back then, a little bit, George Lucas was was becoming more the face of Star Wars because there was so much being pointed at him because there was a lot of fan backlash. But when you think about Star Wars, you still think about Luke Skywalker. And um, I've never met Mark Hamill personally before, but I I have a feeling that he still has unfinished business with the role of Luke Skywalker. And, oh, yeah. you know, after, right? Big time, dude. He's not done. There's no way. Yeah, so it's like, but it, this is being billed as a goodbye to Star Wars from Mark Hamill, but it doesn't read to me like a goodbye from Mark Hamill to Star Wars. I, I would like to think that it's not, but honestly, dude, I don't, I mean, they barely put him in the sequel trilogy, which was supposed to be all about him, and uh, I, <laughs> where are they going to put him now? You know, like a De uh, de aged version of himself in the Mandalorian. I don't know. I mean, that's it's right. A theory. It's a po it's a possibility. Everyone spam F in the chat. They're already spamming F for pay respects in the chat for Mark. Uh, he's really right. changed our lives. Some people say yeah. I don't even think he's done. I think he's done, he man. It, this it sounds like he's done. I don't think he's done. I. I think Star Wars is going to evolve. Um, I, I have very optimistic uh, hopes for Star Wars. I think, um, I do think that there's a possibility that the Skywalker story will be revisited again in a deep way, whether that's a television show, whether that's a VR. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about Vader Immortal today because it's it it, it, yeah. it fits in with uh, all of the deleted scene stuff we're going to talk about with Kylo and, and the Oracle and Which, Mustafa and yeah, all that stuff. Check this out. Yeah, it's blurry. There you go. Check yeah. the background. That's that's the eye of the webbish bog right there. So it was, it was full on built and shot. Yeah, somebody put up in the super chat, which I agree with them. It's not, It doesn't read to me like a goodbye. It reads to me like a this is over, okay? This whole, like you know, race, race Skywalker trilogy stuff is finished. And let's, let's, let's close the book on that. Let's not think about that sort of Skywalker saga anymore. Let's look at what star Wars can now be in the future. And I think he's leaving the door open. I mean, look, first of all, I know that Mark Hamill loves to work. Okay. Yeah. He loves to act, you yeah. know, he's an actor. He loves to work. Yeah. He's not going to close the door on the opportunity to be able to work on the biggest franchise humanity has ever known um, just because it's weird, man, because like, do you think maybe they made him do this letter? I don't think he's closing the door. I mean, I, he, we heard, you know, he wants to have so much more of a part, so much of a different part in The Last Jedi. Even he was telling um, Ryan Johnson, he's like, yo, I fundamentally disagree with everything you've done with my character. Like, right. I, I, this is not this is not Luke. So obviously this is not his decision, but I I feel like I don't think he would write this if do you think he would write this if Lucasfilm came to him and was like, hey, we're gonna create a whole spin-off trilogy on you between you know episode six and episode seven? Do you think he would still write this? No, but did he make did somebody make him write this? Maybe I think a lot of people make him write a lot of things, man. <laughs> 
Because it does have like, first of all, it looks like the letter looks like it was written like in the seventies. Yeah. It's got like this. It's got like this dirty Star Wars letterhead paper on it. Like, yeah, it's cool. It, it's like old school, like straight out of the archives, or you know, or something. Yeah. And it's it's written like it is written like a resignation. Maybe he's trolling us, man. Mark Hamill is one of my favorite trolls on the internet. Oh yeah, you know? well, he's he, a joker, man. He's the biggest troll. He, yeah, he's the joker. You know, so. But I don't know, still, man. I mean, I don't know. And he's like reminiscing about like back in 76 when they started filming and stuff. And he's like going all the way to today. I mean, it kind of seems like a cap. Yeah, it does seem like he's like tipping the cap saying goodbye. Um, but I just don't see it, man. I just don't see it. And look, I'm in denial with Star Wars right now. You know, um, I didn't like the sequel trilogy at all. You know, there was things I liked about episode seven Episode eight, I thought was ridiculous. Episode nine to me is just like the most expensive fan film ever made. So it's like, I have a rough time with the sequels. Okay. Like a really rough time with it. You know what? The first time I saw seven, I was actually really upset. And then it grew on me after about a year and I'm like, all right, you know what? I can get with this. I, I like was it. very upset. I was very upset with seven too, but seven, at least it's like Kylo Ren is awesome. His introduction is awesome. Look how old you've become. I thought, you know, it's yeah, like, it was cool, man. When he just like comes you know, down, there, he's like, something far worse has happened. To... By the way, rest in peace to that actor. I forgot his name. Uh, Sir, something. Uh, oh my God! Yeah, yeah. So from, many movies. Um, yeah, from the the. Um, oh man! So many movies. Got it. Now, now I you're made a nice post on. I know. Uh, what's his name? Sigmund? No, it wasn't Sigmund. Oh uh, yeah, Max von Sydow. Max von. Yeah, there you go. I knew it was one of those different yeah. names. Yeah, yeah, so, Max von Sydow. <sighs> He had a cool arc, dude. I just feel like they could have done so many things differently. And it just seems like J.J. really had a different vision. But for whatever reason, they cut out a lot of things. At least that's what it seems like. So I'm wondering why. No, it just seems like they were like, this is a new, this is the next generation of heroes. But without paying tribute in the proper sort of narrative way. Forget the fan service tribute. Because yeah. we got plenty of that. Yeah. But... From a narrative perspective, it didn't like resolve what had happened happened at the end of the real Skywalker saga, which is episodes one through six. Right. And now that Luke Skywalker has redeemed the father, uh, brought balance to the Force by eliminating the Emperor, um, and is going to reopen the Jedi Academy, and that's the story to tell. Okay, fine. So the Jedi Academy was undermined by Snoke. Okay, fine. I can live with that. But show me how that happened. Yeah. Show me how Snoke undermined Luke's the greatest Jedi of his time, Luke Skywalker and the Jedi Academy. Show me that. Yeah. Don't sh you know, it's like I don't even like to this day I'm not sure what the hell the story is of the sequel trilogy, bro. Yeah. You know, it's it's like it's you know, it's all over the place. It um, is all over the place. It's very disjointed, but I mean there's so many – it's so taboo because I feel like there are so many people on the internet that love to hate it, and there's so many people on the internet that love to love it. And it's like, right. why can't you just enjoy it for the good and hate it for the bad that's in there and be like, you know, it's it, there's no absolute. Only a Sith deals in absolute. <laughs> right, you know? right, right. So it's like, sure, I can understand Episode Seven was sick. It was a good movie, but there were, like, a lot of issues in there that I was like, eh, you know, I, we could have done a little bit different with this. But then again, I'm a YouTuber. 
I'm not making, you know, billion dollar films, right? right? right. So what the hell do I know? But and like what what when we had Sam Witwer on the show, and if you guys didn't watch that episode, I, I highly suggest you do it. I thought it was great. We'd love yeah. to get Sam back. Um, help us out, and you know, like all the fans of the show, the listeners of the show, uh, tag me, tag Theory, tag Sam Whitworth. Let's get him back on the show. But yeah. in, in any case, um, when we had Sam on the show, he said something very interesting, and he's like, you know, there are all these possible stories that could be told. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately, whoever's in charge at the time of telling the story picks one of those many different possibilities, and that's what we get. And it just, it just sadly happened that this, you know, Richard Hidalgo guy, obviously had no power, or, or like, you know, uh, is his name Richard? Pablo. 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 Pablo I'm sorry, Pablo. Pablo Hidalgo. Obviously, that whole story group, like, was powerless, or they were complicit in, in this, you know, uh, storytelling crime, but. You had JJ, you had all these folks that were like, let's get over the old stuff and let's do a bunch of new stuff yeah. so that we can start a brand new franchise and, and and like really go and market the hell out of these characters. And the sad thing is, is that now all of those characters are gone. Yeah. Like those characters don't want to be a part of Star Wars anymore. So it was like, it's not a one and done, it was a three and done. Yeah. You know, it, it was like a three and done where like, Luke, Leia, and Han carried that franchise and that legacy across movies, comic books, video games, toys, merch, clothing, whatever, music, viral videos, YouTubers. Yeah. They carried that thing. Are Luke, uh, I'm sorry, is Kylo, Poe, Finn, and Rey going to carry anything? Like, like what are they going to carry? Yeah. You know, like the only thing I do like is like, um, did you see those little, uh, those little baby versions that they draw of them on StarWars.com? No. Anyway, they're 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 kind of cool, but whatever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. No, I no, I don't really have anything to say to that. I mean, it just almost feels like sometimes like I just like can't say anything because so many people will just jump on you regardless what you say. So it's like I'm gonna say it. like I didn't like, I, I didn't like Episode Eight. We all know this. I liked Episode Seven. Episode 9 to me was great for fixing Episode 8, but in the summation of the sequel trilogy, I think like things could have been so different. We could have just started off with, I don't know, man, like it, it would have been cool if, you know, all of Episode 7 was basically just built around Rey's story and then finding Luke Skywalker and then you finally find him at the end and that's it. And... That's why I think Episode 8 made so much money is because so many people were so hyped up from where Episode 7 left off. So it's not that Episode 8 was such an amazing movie that it made billions of dollars. I mm. think, I mean, you attach Star Wars to pretty much anything and it's going to make a decent amount of money. Yeah. Um, maybe except for Solo, and I liked Solo, but, you know, they, they deleted a bunch of uh, writers and, and directors, you know, halfway through the film when it was pretty much done and redid it all. So that's their loss. They made their choice and lost their money twice on that but i feel like the last year i made so much money because of where episode eight left it you know this was the one where we're going to see luke like come in action he was going to be amazing but it didn't happen so everyone was expecting to see that and then because it had so much backlash people wanted to go see it even more because then they would have an opinion on it so it's like i feel like they have their metrics a little bit 
their stats are a little messed up because it's like they don't really know that this movie made a lot of money not necessarily because it was so amazing in my opinion but because it had so many mixed reviews yeah look you bring up a really good point man a really really good point that like it, it resonates strong with me which is that Episode 7, whether you loved it or didn't like it, and I didn't like it that much. I'll be straight up. I didn't like it from the first time I watched it. Yeah. But Episode 7, kind of like that show Lost that J.J. also worked on, it had all of these questions. Yeah. It had all of these open-ended uh, parts of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So to, to your point, the hype for Episode 8 was incredible. It was the biggest right. hype for any Star Wars movie that I can remember. I, I feel like Episode Me 8 too. Was, yeah, yeah. was bigger than uh, when I was gear getting geared up to go see Episode 3 when I was a teenager. Because it was right. like, we kind of know, okay, he turns into Darth Vader. How is he going to do it? This is going to be sick. I mean, Episode 3 was had a huge hype. I don't know if I can really say that. but um, No, but you're right. Episode 8 had more hype, dude. Episode because it 8 was just like... Dude, like, what is Luke doing on this island? Where has he been this whole time since episode six, this last, like, 40 years? Right, what is right. he doing here? Why is Who he... Who the hell like, is Snoke? Yeah, who is Snoke? Who is this new dude? How is he? How did he outlive the Emperor? Did the Emperor know about him? It's like, there was just so much going on. It's like, we got Kylo, like, just lost, and we know that he wants to be like Vader. So there's just so much going on. But then, in the end, it's like, you get there, and Luke's just like... Right. <laughs> Right. It's almost like, dude, I'm totally with you, man. Episode eight had so much hype. I couldn't like, look, I'll admit I want, you know, like I'll drop a humble brag here. I went to the premiere, you know, and like I was so friggin excited about it. And then you're right. It starts off and you're like, finally, we're going to get Luke Skywalker doing his thing. And the first thing he does is throw that damn lightsaber over his shoulder. Yeah. And then he's barely in it. You know, like he's just a grumpy well, old. And what, what, what I don't like is like, it's just, it, it's, it almost seems, and this is why I really love my channel. And why, I think why a lot of people say, you know, like, oh, you stay true no matter how many subs you have is because let's say, you know, we have these, these people that go and interview Ryan Johnson and they're just like, kind of just, you know, sucking up to him and being like, oh, like what an amazing movie. Like, oh, like what? It's just all good stuff. They, no one ever really asks him like, yo dude, like, why'd you do this to Luke? Like, what is the reason? I want to get in your head, and I want, like, can we bring him on the show? I know you're tight with him. Can we bring him on the show? Look, I... I mean, not to be disrespectful I, to him. He's obviously I, made it more than I will ever you know make that it, I, but dude, I'd love to talk to him. That's the weird thing. I, yes, I know Ryan, okay? I know Ryan Johnson. I've interviewed Ryan Johnson for hours, okay? Mostly about his career and about filmmaking in general. And I'll be honest with you, man, like... I have so much respect for that guy because he's such a nice person, has always done it his own way, yeah. always works with the same people, always uses his his one of his best friends, Stephen Yedlin, as a cinematographer, always works with Ron Bergman as his producer, always works with his brother, uh, Nathan Johnson, as his composer, uses a lot of the same people over and over again, has really built a family. But I'll be honest with you, man, when I interview him, even I skirt around the critiques of The Last Jedi that I have. You're weak. You're I, I weak, do. Mark. I, I skirt around it. I skirt around it. Like, I'm not like... Why? Because, you feel like he has this like nice guy bubble around him and it just kind of influences everyone? I just don't think it's in my place. Like you said, because like you and I, we love making content, all right? 
Mm-hmm. And Ryan Johnson, Looper is a great movie. I, I think Looper is a better Star Wars movie than The Last Jedi. Have you ever seen Looper? I have. I don't remember it, though. Okay. Anyway, I think Looper's a great movie. And it's about, you know, it's like a dark side thing, and it's got, like, telekinesis and a little bit of the Force going on and, all, right. and time travel and all that stuff. But I, I do respect the fact that he's made movies that are very good, and I have it. You know, so that puts us in a slightly different place. Yeah, I, I definitely makes... I, I hate those people that just sit that haven't made anything of themselves and are just like, at least in comparison to him or whatever, and, and just be like, no, I don't like this and nitpick and stuff. It's like I have people that do that with my videos. I have people that do it with my fan film. And it's like I'm nobody, let alone these Hollywood producers and directors and writers that are out there they're gonna have you know everyone just nitpicking at their stuff as if they're pros and it's like the reality is if we were that good we'd probably be in their position and we'd be making the last jedi you know but we're not there but that still doesn't undermine the fact that we can't have our own opinions and i I feel like that's what a lot of people um are entitled to to feel like we can't and we can and and i've never lied to him and said hey i love this movie you know I've never done that, but I've t- I've always talked about the movie with respect, because I res- I do respect Ryan as an artist heavily. Sure, I think he, he is a, a genuine, individual, very unique thinker, and I respect that about him. So when he and I talk cinema, we talk about the craft of making movies. We keep it on the craft level. Okay. You know, I went deep into Looper. I went deep into um uh knives out i went deep into um uh the other one um oh god i forgot the name of it i barely touched the last jedi like i asked him questions like how did it feel to be on the falcon but it's probably like you can't like his publicist will probably be like yo like no star wars questions or like something just like he'll be he'll have this like thing and that's probably why no one can actually ask him about it or say anything about it because it's all censored and like you know what the thing is is that uh, he wants to talk about Star Wars. You know, I think he wants to talk about Star Wars because do think, like do you think he'd come on the show? Think he'd come on Rule of 2? You know, and and there's a very there are there's so many people with who are full of hate and and look, Star Wars is as important to me as it is to a lot of Star Wars fans and I would I would ask him some very pressing questions, but there's a way of doing it. There's a way of not being disrespectful. You know, it's still another person at the end of the day. And I would love to be able to talk to him in a respectful manner and be like, look, man, this is what I felt like Luke should have been like. If you wanted to keep him on the island because he was afraid, you know, why didn't you have him there? And then maybe in the film when he was going to go with Ray and confront Snoke and this and that, why did you have him all of a sudden get scared when he saw Ray and, and Kylo touching hands and then explode the hut and that was it, that was it, you know, done. No, that's when I, I, dude, when, when he force connected with Leia at night and he's like, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to, you know, change my ways. I was like, damn, this is going to be an amazing movie. And then also when Snoke was like, we're going to go to Octu, we're going to go to Skywalker and we're going to, you know, bring the first order and and destroy him and and all this stuff. I'm like, this is going to be a sick movie. Luke's going to have to protect himself on that island. It's going to be awesome. But we didn't get any of that. It's like he we had didn't get all, any of like that. He wrote all of these good ideas, but he just deterred from it and went a completely different direction. Because look, maybe 
I don't know, man. I, I look, it's hard for me to justify the last Jedi on any level because I, I just feel that the last Jedi, um, is so foreign to me from what star Wars is all about, you know, like, and I don't know, man. It's, it's a, like, I get it. I, okay. Look, I get why everyone enjoys it. I understand why everyone dislikes it. I completely understand both sides. And that's just maybe my brain as a content creator to kind of like see the ability of, of like how have the ability to see like what is good and what is bad so I can make better stuff. But it's like, I, I, there are other ways of making Luke this legendary figure and inspiring hope in people without him being this hermit, as he said in episode nine, that he made a mistake by cowering away on the island. And I feel like the I feel like the sequel trilogy that, was really just two directors kind of just having a having duel, a little, it, having a duel with each other and being like, be like, it was no, the duel it, of the fates. It was the duel of the fates. It and was. You know it was. And you know what? Ryan Johnson won. I mean, that's some deep philosophical shit. And, and, and the people that have been listening to Rule of Two for a long time, that to me is a huge. Why? Why do you say he won? Because he because he because he changed the storyline so much. Because there was no coming back. There was no coming back from The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi was a checkmate. No, there was coming back, bro. There was coming back. They went the easy route, dude. I wouldn't have brought Palpatine back. I wouldn't freaking bring Palps back. Okay, they kill Snoke. All right, so we got someone right. else who's even okay, more fine. powerful. Right, you're right. There was there was a way to come back. You're absolutely right. I take that back. There was absolutely a way to come back. J.J. wasn't up for it. J.J. Yeah, wasn't up wasn't wasn't up to the task. I feel like JJ kind of plays it safe, and I respect JJ like crazy. I think he's so talented, and I would love to meet him one day. But I feel like I don't—I don't know if this is his decision or not. But Episode Seven was really a rehash, a modern rehash of the first three movies, right? The first three acts of Episode Seven, I feel like, were A New Hope, Empire, and then right—we you know—we got the snowy, we got the beginning, and then we got the the end, which is a, a, a kind of Return of the Jedi where Rey defeats him. Right. I just feel like all the arcs are kind of very similar. It's just like he just kind of the, the planet killer, the star killer, and like all this stuff is just so – it's just on a grander scale. It's like we're going to build a bigger one. It's like – Yeah, it's it, – it, it's uh... it's not – I don't want to say it's not creative because who the hell am I again, right? But, man, you're given a clean slate. You can create so much stuff. Like why didn't you just take George's notes and just use all of them, you know? I mean, yeah, there was an interesting tweet um, I saw a few days ago um, by one of the story guys at Lucasfilm that said uh, something about Lucas having input into Ray's lightsaber color. That 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 Lu that Lucas had a note cool. about Ray's about Ray's that yellow lightsaber. Um, cool. And that they used that note, and then Sam Witwer came on the thread and said. Because they used that one tiny note, they said George Lucas worked on the movie, you know? <laughs> and, like, I, I mean, it, it's just the sequel trilogy. What? To... Yeah. That's it? That's it. That's what Whitworth says on Twitter. I mean, if you guys don't follow Sam Whitworth, I highly suggest you do. The guy knows – that guy's forgotten more Star Wars than I'll ever know in my life. Um, but that his input into the last – and this came from a, a Lucas story guy, okay? I'll get you the tweet and I'll send it to you. 
This came from a Lucas story guy who works at Lucas to this day in Hidalgo's team, who's a listener of the show. He actually might be listening right now. Um, he's commented on like on Rule of Two stuff before. Um, that that was his input in the movie was something about Ray's uh, lightsaber being yellow, and the process by which she had to go and find the crystal, because crystals, according to Lucas, in this time, crystal lightsaber crystals are very very rare. Now that might be because during Vader's time, he might have had Inquisitors and um, and like because Star Killer took. <laughs> Because right. Ilum, Ilum destroyed them all. That's why. Right, right, right. So, um, so something happened between episode three and whatever um, that lightsaber crystals became extremely rare. Well, the Empire was mining all the crystals, right? Remember? Jim? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, but yeah, man. Look, going back to Ryan for a second, I really respect Ryan Johnson as a filmmaker. Okay, I, I have a deep, deep respect for him. Um, I am there's a there's a documentary that I did with him um, that um, is coming out soon. Okay, of me interviewing Ryan Johnson for about two hours, and it goes into his whole career, and I'm very, very proud of it. And I can't wait for you guys to see it, and hopefully you'll go check it out because uh, I really think it's a cool doc that I did with Ryan. Um, but I will admit that I skirted around talking about Star Wars because I didn't want to get into a highly or, or just get into a highly subjective conversation where it's like in my head. And if you look at the first six movies and even the seventh movie, the eighth movie should have gone in a different direction, you know, yeah. mainly, mainly no because Mark Hamill said it. I don't recognize this guy as Luke Skywalker. This yeah. isn't Luke Skywalker. Yeah, he's not. He and and to and to me, that is the original sin of the Last Jedi. And going back to my other little insight, that dueling match between yeah. JJ and Ryan, Ryan won it because JJ comes out with a great flurry, wow, right? And then here comes, and then here comes. Uh, uh, you know, J uh, uh, Ryan, and doesn't even use lightsabers. He just like force, force fucks them up. Yo, know, whoa, just... whoa, language, language, language. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Use doesn't even use the lightsabers, you know. And mm. then the 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 repost right from JJ is to flail around and like not know what the hell to do, you know. And that last movie. To me, the last movie is the worst of the three uh, sequel movies. Really? I thought it was the best one. Really? Yeah. Better than Force Awakens? Uh, no, you know what? I really liked Force Awakens. Um, I really liked Episode Nine because of what we got in Episode Eight. And I, I keep saying that, and it's just it's true because Episode Eight for me was it wasn't it was just insulting. You know, I felt insulted as a Star Wars fan to be watching this. Um, it just didn't feel good, you know, and I know a lot of people, uh, enjoyed it, but I didn't, I really, really didn't. It, it left me <laughs> scarred and deformed, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I am scarred uh, and deformed. Yeah. Uh, it just, it, it, I didn't feel good, bro. Like I was the first one in the theater 
and I was the last one to leave. The dudes were coming up, you know, cleaning the popcorn and everything, sweeping up, and they were just literally sweeping around me, and I'm just literally sitting in my seat trying to process everything. And I'm like, my theories were all wrong. No. Um, (laughs) It was crazy, man. Like, it was just— Your theories were all wrong because your theories were probably based on logical— no, Except a, a few of them were actually right. It was that that Palpatine was Snoke. <laughs> oh, back my, in Last Jedi. My first that was my first video ever on the channel was Palpatine was Snoke. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, you got that one right. You got... Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was that's this... the most. First of all, that's the most ridiculous of all the theories. I know. And, I know. And the fact that you got it right, you should be upset about that, you know, because it's ridiculous. It it is ridiculous. I, I I'm not. A fan of that theory. I, I wish it didn't actually happen because I just, I don't know. It's just like why we, he's dead. You know, he's dead. Just, just bring someone new. Bring someone bigger. Bring Plagueis back. That would have been the coolest thing ever if they brought Plagueis back. Because it's like his freaking master is just like trolling him the entire time and learned how to cheat death. And he's just chilling somewhere in the outer rim or something in the unknown regions and just like observing his his foolish little apprentice and letting him think that he won and like right. and then letting him die out and then be like, yeah, see, like I schooled all of you with my brain. Right. And then I thought that there was some hope that maybe Snoke was that person, that Snoke was an old being that had been around. I know, I think he, he was. Had... I think he was supposed to be because there was this interview between the cast for The Force Awakens and uh, Lawrence Kasdan was there and J.J. Abrams and uh, uh, someone asked Daisy Ridley if Snoke was Plagueis or if, yeah, and uh, Daisy was replying, oh, do you mean Darth Plague?" And J.J. interrupts her right away and he's like, uh, uh, um, uh, 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 Larry, do you have anything to say about that? And it's just like... Really? Yeah, so I mean, I, I feel like JJ had an idea for who Snoke was supposed to be. Ryan came in there, and I've been playing tons of Minecraft on Star Wars Minecraft on on my gaming channel. And it's just like you have this like world that's been built, and then people come in and throw some TNT everywhere and just light it up, and <laughs> you're left with this like deformed little it, like looks like Star Wars, but it's deformed, and it's like now you got to pick up the pieces. And I feel like that's where JJ went in. And he like had to pick up these pieces and be like, all right, where, what do we do with Snoke now? He's dead. He's useless. And um, I'm actually plug here. I'm making a, a good animation for episode five of Once Upon a Theory with uh, the Last Jedi, but with episode nine logic. So um, I hope yeah, you guys will, will check that out. No spoilers, but I have read it, and yeah. it's particular. It's particularly resonates with me for very specific reasons yeah. that I won't talk about, but yeah, I can't yeah. wait to see it. I yeah. can't wait to see it. If you guys look down on this on this chat right now, or not on the chat, but in the video, you'll see one of the merch items is actually from that episode that I, it's a little Easter egg that I, I launched. Um, let's read a couple super chats and then continue on with the with the topic. We have a lot of super chats actually. Uh, Nick says, do it. Oh, you're ready to do it, yes. Uh, sad Jedi noises. This is all from Mark. May the force be with you. This is the way. Uh, Mr. Winner, thank you. This letter comes with the Best Buy box set. Oh, does it? Mark's letter comes with the Best Buy box set? Is that true? Is that true? I don't know. Maybe. Because if it does, then that is just a letter. That is just a thank you. I, I mean, which is what I told you. It sounds like a thank you to me. It doesn't sound like a goodbye to Star Wars, which is how it's being billed. It sounds like a thank you to the fans. 
Can somebody? I don't know, man. He says a few thoughts as one era ends and another begins. I mean, well, yeah, maybe. Right, but but well, open to interpretation. I guess. I guess. But wouldn't you agree that it's being billed as him retiring from Star Wars? It is. I He's... mean, look, it's signed by him. May the Force be with you always. Uh, I'm deeply thankful for your continued enthusiasm and dedication to George's faraway galaxy, which will continue to grow with new storytellers, building an even bigger galaxy filled with heroes, villains, action, romance, and, of course, the Force. Yeah. It's like new storytellers and new characters. I don't know, dude. It, it's and and he's recapping like the beginning to the end. Like it just seems like a like a thank you everyone and you know thank you to the fans and um, kind of his exit maybe for as long as we might know it. You know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't look, know, dude. I, I I'm I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Let her go, Anakin. Let her go, someone says in the comments. You have done that yourself. It's not goodbye. rather see you down the road. Yeah, it could be. Um, That's what I think. That's what I think. Whoever said that, I'm with you. I think it's a see you down the road Alton thing. says that. Alton Worcester. Uh, Luke was a big role model for me. For me, go Yeah, he was for me too. Mark Hamill is a living legend. Will always be part of Star Wars. Thank you for your awesome channel. Thanks, Frank. Parth says, I don't think he's done. He might be saying goodbye on behalf of the Skywalker saga as he's done the only one universally liked. As he's the only one universally liked. Well, maybe. I think Disney Lucasfilm is making him write it and <laughs> the face of the goodbye. That's possible. I think... Um, what do you think about that? Say it again, say it again. Well, Parth is saying that Disney Lucasfilm is making him write it as the face of the goodbye to the Skywalker saga. Yeah, yeah. It's like... Almost like that he's good with it, you know. That hey, I loved the Skywalker saga. No, he's not good with it, man. We've we've, we've seen the, I know, the deleted we, scenes, the the behind the scenes not, from the Last Jedi. We know he's not good with it, but Star Wars wants you to think that he's good with it. Yeah, I see through you the know? lies of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> you have allowed the Sith Lord to corrupt your mind. Um, I will be mad if he was made to leave. Hope everyone's having a good stream. The sequel trilogy is like the bad DLC to an amazing game. <laughs> Say it again. That's funny. Say it's it's again. like the bad DLC to an amazing game. Yeah. Says Ollie. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that, Ollie. Could you put slow mode for the chat, please? The sequel trilogy is an insult to Star Wars fans. Never sell yourself short, Star Wars Theory. You're brilliant. Oh, thanks, dude. Could Hayden show up in Mando or the re-rumored Ahsoka series? Well, Hayden's dead. Mando! Hayden's dead. Mando! M Mando's five years after... <laughs> Return of the Jedi, so... Mando, get the fob. I have a rough oh, look, time Mando. with the sequels, too. <laughs> I'm dealing in absolutes. The trilogy is beyond horrible. It is a damn disgrace. The whole trilogy was disrespectful to the real Star Wars. Uh, I'm with that guy. I'm with yeah, that guy. It, 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 the, I feel like The Last Jedi wasn't right, but I feel like 7 and 9 had a lot of elements in there that resonated Nine, first with of all, me. Look... And one day we could do a whole video about this. Uh, nine is the most offensive out of all of them. Do you think? In my opinion. What? In my opinion. Nine is the most more offensive. More than episode eight? To me, more than it's episode eight. treason. <laughs> <laughs> At least episode eight, like, I mean, look, there's not much to go with on episode eight, okay? No, this, so, this, this is what I have to say to that. Oh, you probably couldn't hear that, but they did. This is outrageous. <laughs> Oh, this is outrageous. <laughs> this has never happened before in the history of the Jedi. Yeah. But but episode nine completely craps on the first six movies. Okay? Like, 
the whole six movies, the whole effort, and I don't care what anybody says, the whole effort of the first six movies is that this young man, Anakin Skywalker, becomes Darth Vader and is able to redeem himself by ultimately destroying the master that he was always destined to destroy. And he does it through the help and, more importantly, the love of his son, Luke Skywalker, who refused to give up on him as his like structure of strength that gives him the power to fulfill his destiny. Yeah. That is a perfect six-episode saga. Yeah. Okay? And that is glorious. And now you have this episode nine crap with like like I do in my video. You have the Emperor hanging on a claw. Like what like with like a bunch of like Sith acolytes around him, like in this planet called Exegol, with ten thousand ships underneath the ice. What everybody's bathed, nobody has facial hair, everybody's bathed and clean. It's fucking oh sorry. It's God it is damn it, Mark. <laughs> oh, you did it too. It is ridiculous. Episode nine is the most ridiculous Star Wars movie out of all of them, in my opinion. I disagree. I mean, there are a lot of uh, problems with it, you know, just like in every movie. We could nitpick on everything, but I feel like the most... I feel like a lot of the issues were in episode eight for me, you know? The Holdo maneuver, like, they had to patch that up in episode nine, saying, like, oh, that's one in a million. Like, it it really, like, the whole thing was... did Did you miss that? You got that right. Hold on, hold on, somebody, somebody just wrote, "Ray is not a Skywalker." It's outrageous and unfair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, like the Holdo maneuver. Like the whole thing was just like Ryan does this. It's like JJ does this. Ryan does this to like right. Neg- this and that. Yeah. This and and, that. The, and then JJ comes in to like put a bandaid over it and try to fix it. It's just the whole thing to me was just. It... <laughs> I mean, we are look, the little children, the and we're we're watching our parents fight. You know, that's that's yes, like it's yes. that's what it's like, and we're just caught in the middle of it, and yes, it's not fair absolutely. to us. Absolutely, that's what absolutely. it felt like to me. Dude, a thousand percent. You and I are on the exact same page. Yeah. The only difference between your opinion and my opinion is that for me, I have them ranked seven, eight, nine, from best to worst in the sequel trilogy, and that and that's at the bottom of the list in, in inside the whole saga. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Me too. But I have a seven eight nine. You have it seven nine eight. No, I have it seven nine eight. Right, right. You have it seven nine eight. I have it seven eight nine. Yeah, you're weird, man. Dude, I nine was just like the only thing you about put, nine. I, I didn't even put eight on my list. I didn't even have it on my list because I just didn't enjoy <laughs> it that much. Right. Like. Right, right, right. Which is awesome, and I love that about you. And I'm with you. Eight is terrible, dude. I don't like eight. Okay, I don't like eight, and I never told Ryan Johnson in my interview that I liked it. But to me, at least eight has. Yo, Mark. It... You, you didn't. You didn't answer my question ever. Do you think he would come on the show? Think if you like know. reached out to him. I just look. I just wouldn't want it. We could to do turn it pre-recorded, into... man. We could like you know. I just don't want it to turn into a witch hunt, you know, because the guy is a is um. Is a good guy. You know what I mean? And I have like, no doubt. I have no doubt. Star he's a good Wars guy. Star Wars fans are great. I love Star Wars fans. They're some of my favorite people on the planet. But you I don't, also have I don't. Star Wars fans are the worst people on that. What are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm in the center <laughs> of this. All. I know how evil they can be and I know how loving they can be. Because I'm from one of them. Of, 
from my point of view, Star Wars fans are evil. Oh my god, dude, there is no fandom on the face of this planet that has such a strong just amount of hate for something. And they really when they go in, they go in and 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 it's because we hold Star Wars so true to our, our hearts, but a lot of us have to remember that you know, there, are, there are a lot of bandwagon Star Wars haters who just do it for whatever, and there are a lot of actual Star Wars haters because they hold it so close to themselves. And I feel like it's 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 hard now to weed out who's who. But at the core of it, I feel like Star Wars fans love Star Wars no matter what. They just have this perceived idea of what it should be versus – you know, and it's never going to link up to what the director has in mind because the director is a completely different person, unless it's George Lucas, of course. But even in his case, so many people bashed on him for the prequels. Yeah, yeah. So look, I um, everybody's putting up their last uh, three. So for me, it's seven, eight, nine. Okay, seven, eight, nine. You, you is seven, nine. Eight doesn't even exist. Seven. Yeah, eight doesn't. It's just seven, nine. You don't have to I see The Last me, Jedi to, to understand Episode Nine. You really don't. That's a good question. Is there anything that's completely tied into it? I mean, Episode Nine, though, it's just like... You don't, because okay, you, could, you could just, like, bypass Snoke, and you could just see him in the tanks floating. Like, oh, okay, he's a factory thing. He's just a mutant. He's a clone. So this is the only thing I kind of liked about Episode Nine. okay? I love the way that they photographed the Emperor with those lights. And he's like talking with the Yeah, strobe lights. The light that, that's, why, that's why my animation was called strobe lights. I don't think anyone got it. Though. Oh, yeah. oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that I really liked, okay? And the, the lightsaber fights are eh, they're okay. You know, but at least we got lightsaber fights. Yeah, but it was just between Rey and Kylo. We've had that for... I know, but three movies. In, episode, in episode eight, we didn't even get one lightsaber fight, dude. Yeah. There wasn't even there wasn't even one lightsaber fight in episode eight. Yeah, I don't think Ryan Johnson's a Star Wars fan. I really don't. See, like that—that's and that is why you fan. <laughs> no, no, it's it's true. I, I really don't think he is, man. If I was I given if I was given the opportunity to make a Star Wars movie, man, I would. I'd make some killer stuff, I think. I really do. I really do. I mean, case in point, my fan film. And I'm trying to be arrogant. It's just because I am a fan. So it's like I know what I want to see is pretty much the same as what, like, at least 90% of people want to see. That's why it's like, for the most part, it's not like, oh, yeah, I create this. I'm amazing. It's like, no, like, I just know what we want to see as fans. And it's like, it's very easy to understand that. And I think one thing Ryan was always doing which is what Mark was saying against him was like, you know, Mark was saying, you know, we got to focus on what the fans want. We got to focus on, you know, finishing this. And, and, and Ryan's like, it's like, no, we got to focus on my story here. It's like, he just wanted to tell right. his story and like his version. Well, well, it's not what the fans want. Okay. Because that's a slippery slope as well. And we've seen that go bad also. And that's what I think episode nine is a perfect example of that. It gave us a lot of what the fans wanted. It gave us it gave us lightsaber fights. No, it gave us the I, emperor. I it so. gave us No, I don't mean it in that sense, like, oh, let's do a fan fiction what fans want. No, I no, mean no. like make a good story that makes sense and has all these different twists and turns, but they don't what, what did Ryan say? Uh, subvert expectations. Like that doesn't make a movie good. 
Right. What what it should have been is that they should have preserved the trilogy outline that George Lucas wrote that is talked about in the book um, by Bob uh, Iger that when they bought the franchise from Lucas, Lucas had an outline written for the sequel trilogy. Yeah. He had worked with Michael Arndt on a script for episode seven. Yeah. Michael Arndt still gets top credit in episode seven as the screenwriter, even though they didn't use his story. And they just should have done exactly what George wanted. Okay, whether the fans love it or this, whatever, that was the story that was coming out of the creator of the universe. And that's what we deserve to see as fans is the conclusion of that story. And we didn't get it. Well, it's, and we'll never it's get interesting it. interesting, too, that Mark even writes this here, <clears throat> that episode four was really supposed to be the adventures of Luke Starkiller as taken from the Journal of the Wills. Okay, so a lot of people might be like, "Who are? The, what are the Journal? Do you know about the Wills? Of course. Yeah, All yeah. right, so the Wills were basically... It's like from the beginning, they were these DT figures, these godlike figures that were watching the events of the galaxy from a, a point in time that was beyond what had actually happened. So they were actually looking at the past of the Skywalker story. So they were like the narrators almost. And there's even a theory that R2 is one of these narrators and he's like the one that's actually keeping the log of the Skywalkers. I don't know if I buy into that theory, but it's pretty interesting. Anyways, the Wills would have been all about the force and they would have been what the the the, the shaman of the, you remember the shaman of the wills and what clone, from clone, clone wars? wars yeah they're the ones who taught yeah yeah, yeah. Qui-Gon how to actually <clears throat> manifest himself into the force after yeah. death that's why i love clone wars so much because yeah, clone goes wars so goes it goes deep yeah, yeah yeah and so this next the sequel trilogy for Luke, for 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 george lucas was supposed to be apparently all about the midi-chlorians which would have been Primarily, I believe, on the wills. We've been discussing the wills. I think that would have been so cool. Like they could have just yeah, gone I with mean, that story versus, you know, just like whatever George, whatever George wanted to tell, somebody could have made it good, you know. And that's why, like, everybody talks about Marvel. Everybody talks about Kevin Feige. That's his magic. Kevin Feige takes the source material and tries to represent the source material as authentically as possible. Where with Star Wars, they took the source material, which was George Lucas's brainchild, and they said, eh, goodbye, bleep. Yeah, beep. we know it better than you. Yeah, here, throw it away. I hate that. And, they, and that is what messed up the whole Such thing. Such a slap in the face. And that's why I think when we come out of this corona crap, and we and we're back in the brave new world post corona um that kevin feige has been brought in to kind of shepherd the okay, new but, star but, wars along but you know uh, maybe this is me being ignorant all due respect to kevin feige but what does he know about star wars that what he knows about star wars is how to take the source material and represent it properly so my theory is that they're going to take George's uh, uh, trilogy, okay, mm -hmm. the stuff that he wrote, and they're going to reinterpret that as the new set of movies that they make. Okay. They're going to tell that story. And I think Bob Iger owes it to George. I think Bob Iger purposefully picked Kevin Feige before he left Disney to do this. 
Um, I think that that's why they, they, they fired the writers or some of them on Obi-Wan and they brought in completely new writers because they are reshifting Star Wars to be more in the vision of what George Lucas created. What do you think about, and that's happening behind the scenes. What do you think about what Bob Iger said to George to get him to, uh, to sway him to sell Lucasfilm to him? Or at least pitch the um, idea. You, I forget. So uh, I he, forget he right opened now. up the Disneyland Park early uh, to have lunch or breakfast or something with George. And, uh, you know, he he writes it in his book, man. This is like verbatim. And I made a video on it, too. And he, he says, you know, not to be morbid, but, uh, you know, you're getting old, George. Like, what's going to happen to Lucasfilm? You don't have any heirs. Like, what are your sons? Like, like what's going to happen to it? And George is like, if I ever think of, he's like, you're right, you know, if I ever think of selling it, I'm going to sell it to Disney just because of what you guys did for me with the the Indiana Jones show in the 90s, which uh, Bob right, Iger right. was on, I think, what was it, like ABC or something like that? ABC, ABC, yeah. And yeah. so he kept that show running. Great show, by the way, great show. He kept show. that show running, apparently, even a full full season after the first one, which didn't do well or something like that. And George felt almost, you know, indebted to him to to sell Lucasfilm to him for what he did for his uh, for running his his show for another season, even though the ratings were down and the the studio was saying no. Look, but he also and like there's a great interview and I, I, dude, I've talked about it on Rule of Two ad nauseum, but there's a great interview um, uh, with George Lucas and the guy from. Um, from uh from PBS oh god I forgot oh, his name dude right where, now where he calls where he calls the white is that what he said that that one yeah yeah it's that interview yeah. where where, 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 yeah. where he says the white slavers line yeah. and he breaks down exactly what went down exactly what went down when they hired when 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 he bought when they bought the company off of him he was running the creative side of the company he was still running it right and then and then he said I don't want to make this nostalgic crap I don't want to make this movie. Like, you guys are pushing me towards this. I don't want to do it. And they're like, well, sorry, we kind of, you know, this is what we want to do. We own it. And then that's when he said, all right, I'm out. And But they never replaced him. So he left as the creative, like, North Star of the franchise, but they never replaced him with somebody. So it was him and Kathy. And look, and he knew Kathy forever. Yeah. Uh, it was him and Kathy running the thing. Kathy runs the business and like the production, he ran the creative and the big vision. Once he left, all you had was Kathy. You didn't have somebody come in and take his place. And that's how you get end up with this mess Why of the sequel put trilogy. Dave Filoni in charge? I don't think Dave Filoni is ready for that. I don't think he is. I don't think he's ready think for he's that. Such a talented, humble dude that he's like, he's like, oh, I don't know if I can take that on, but we all know he'd kill it. We all know he's the most qualified. Yeah qualified in terms of being the apprentice ready to become the master. He is the, the apprentice, dude. Literally, he, he is the apprentice, if you think about it. He's absolutely yeah. the apprentice. He's absolutely the apprentice. And look, I didn't love Mando when it first started. Like, the first few episodes... Really? I was like, eh. Like, the, the first episode, um, I didn't what? love that much. Dude, um, I was like the, buzzing. The sec yeah, yeah, the first one, I didn't love that much. But... It really started to get me in there. And by the end, I thought it was brilliant. I thought the last episode was incredible. Yeah. You know, like the last episode of the of the Mandalorian yeah. was awesome. And there was some stuff in there that I could have like, eh, whatever. It yeah. was all right. But Baby Yoda 
and the finale were incredible. So yeah, out of this whole new thing that's happened, Dave, Filo- Dave Filoni has done the best work, right? You know, Avro, right? Um, even though I I actually really liked what Gareth Edwards did uh, mm-hmm. with Rogue One, and like I know Rogue, Rogue One also had another director come in and it had like seven writers and it was another gigantic mess. Simon but, like, Crane came once in there, George so. Lucas. Simon Crane mentored Once George Danny Lucas... Ramirez, who directed uh, my fan film. That's one reason why it was so, because he was he was talking. I don't know if you knew this, but he was like talking to Simon, being like, "Yo, what do you think of this? What do you think of that?" I I I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But yeah, man, like I don't know. It's it's sad, dude, because the Disney era Star Wars movies, with the exception of Rogue One have all been disastrous. You know, like, The Force Awakens lost George Lucas. Yeah. Fired George Lucas, essentially, from The Force Awakens. He quit. He quit. It's not fair to say they fired him because he quit, okay? But Michael Arndt also got booted. Then the second one, the second one is actually the only one that got fired. Ironically enough, Episode Eight is the only one where nobody got fired because in Solo... Those kids got fired, yeah. you know, like the two kids that, you know, they got canned. Uh, then they brought in Ron Howard. Right. And then like Colin, you know, Trevorrow, which is another person I'd love to get on the show because I love the you Doom of the Fates script. On? I think it's a, it's a, I'd like, you know, we could try, we try, but um, yeah. So anyway, I, um, I don't know how we got stuck talking about the sequel trilogy again, because I, I uh, promised slow. myself. Hey, like but that's Mark what Hamill, we're here to do. We're here to we're here to I hang out, you know, just just talk. Yeah, yeah, we're here to hang out. So uh, we only got about four minutes left. Do you want to talk about well, that? We can make scene? as long as we want. We're we're the CEOs. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just you know the only thing that we have is that we got to go play some I know, Warzone, yeah, we got, some yeah, Call know, of Duty I know, Warzone. That's the thing. <laughs> I'm just into this convo now, and and I mean, yeah, look, it's it a great convo. Like I want to hear from. Yeah, I don't know what you guys think. You know, like let's hear. We this, yeah, this, yeah, let's we've hear, kept like... a steady stream of people, almost about three thousand people this whole stream. So uh, many people have been invested in this conversation, Thank obviously. You. And uh, whether you agree or disagree with our our opinions, you know, Mark and I have different opinions, but we're still bros, and uh, uh, it doesn't matter. You know, the fact that you're you're here because we love Star Wars, so we're happy you're all here. Um, while you guys answer. I'm going to read some super chats. Hey, Theory, I love you, man. Would you ever want to see a live sequence similar to the beginning of The Rise of Skywalker but have Kylo be Vader? And for like an hour, we just got him and the 501st rating apply. Like, yeah, of course. <laughs> so you mean basically just like some of the Vader comics. Uh, yeah, some of the old Legends ones. Vader is the only sequel. i got to get a new camera. Man. Why? My camera's so blurry. It's all yeah, good. i got to get, get a, a new camera. You, yeah, your camera's got to be a, a DSLR with a cam link. Elgato Camlink. Yeah, yeah. All right, Vader so is the only the sequel questions. that matters. That's also a prequel that will have a sequel, but it will also be a prequel if it isn't a Disney Seek guy. You get it. Yeah. Thanks, Zip. <laughs> I got to talk about Vader Episode 2 in, in a video in the next uh, little bit. I don't know. Episode 9 felt so empty. Nothing felt earned. Honestly, they should have had Sam Witwer as a consultant. Yeah, I agree. So many people here complaining about the sequels probably complained about the prequels until they made the sequels. Thoughts, opinions on the High Republic? That's a good point. 
That's a good point. Let's talk about that for a minute. I think that that's a very good point. Whoever wrote that super chat, yeah, I agree with that, right? It's called recency, recency okay. bias. You know, so there, there, there's like an actual... Brandon Butterfield um, said that. Like, yeah, well, look, and I agree with him, man. Like, everybody hated the prequels. I always loved them. I've always been a prequelist, uh, a prequel defender. I didn't love episode one, okay? Like, when I first saw episode one, my initial reaction was, how did I just... What the hell just happened? Well, I was nine, you and know? I got out of the theater, and I wanted I... to be Darth Maul, so... Darth Maul was awesome, but I okay. wasn't nine. I mean, I was already in my 20s. I was already, like, like, like working yeah. professionally, you know? So I was already, like, an adult, so, you know, what taking you care of, of myself, two? you know? Um, see, I liked episode I liked two. Too. And, like, my ranking, um, Theory and I uh, went back and forth a couple of days ago on our rankings. And my ranking after watching episode nine... I'm going to say it. I'm going to mm -hmm. say it real quick, all right? My, this is my new ranking. Maybe right, I'll what? put it on Twitter later. Number one, so Revenge of the Sith, Yep. number one. Return Return of the Jedi, Okay. number two. Empire Strikes Back, three, six, number five. three. A New Hope. Four. Yeah, three, six, five, four, four okay. two, okay. one, Rogue okay. One, seven, eight, nine. Okay. I would say for me it's uh, three, ooh, five and six is a tie. So I'm gonna put them right next to each other. Three, I'm feeling six these days, so it's, it changes. So three, six, five. Yeah. Three, six, five, four, one, two. Um, I'm not putting Rogue One on there because we're just talking Skywalker. Uh, seven, nine. Okay. So you don't even put Rogue One on there either, huh? And and you completely disavow. Yeah, we're just, we're just talking the the <laughs> nine films. We're just talking about the Skywalker saga. I see. I God. So look, somebody somebody in the chat was saying about doing the animation of um, of Duel of the Fates. Uh, didn't somebody, didn't you send me, like somebody did it? No. Did somebody do an animation no. of Duel of the Fates? Mr. Sunday or something like that? Was that Duel of the Fates he did? Or was that? No. Was it Duel of the Fates or was it Rise? Oh, was it Duel of the Fates? Yeah, I maybe, know. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I don't know because like I love that script, man, and I do. And like, did you notice that one of the listeners of Rule of Two did like, uh, like, like, uh, like five or six pages of a comic book of um, of Duel of the Fates? Oh no, I didn't know this. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll send you the link, man. He did a he did a really, a really nice job with it. Um, but anyway, man. Um, all right. So, talk to me a little bit about this scene, about this uh, deleted scene. You, you seem really oh, into. I'm crazy it. into it. I'm gonna animate it for sure. Because it just seems so sick. Like it's just, and this is something JJ was really harping to to put into the film. But for some reason, for whatever reason, they just kept kind of not doing it. And so he was trying to transport the eye of the Webbish Bog. It was called, which is like the Oracle, this massive. And they they shot it too, which is the sad part, right? And it was this Oracle yeah. that was supposed to be on Mustafar, you know, in in this bubbling lava. 
and uh, it was a, a baby's head, a massive baby's head with a, a arachnid-looking thing on top of it, kind of just feeding off of this thing. And it was placed there, um, I guess, by Vader, and it was supposed to kind of be the guard between the Wayfinder and whoever comes to find it. And so once Kylo proved himself worthy and made it past all the miners and the inhabitants of, of, and the natives of the planet, um, the Mustafarians and all that, he went into the swamp, which I was said to be boiling, and retrieved the Wayfinder. It just seems like such a cool idea. It's like sort of little, it could maybe just like an extra two minutes and that's it, you know? It's like, why can't we see that? Yeah, I mean, but like, again, this... This this is what upsets about episode nine, dude, because you made a video the other day about this whole thing, and I With thought you Jedi brought up Temple? a really good point. In how he's supposed no, to go there? No, no, in um, no, 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 about this whole okay. Oracle thing, and it was um, there's a, a there's an awesome probably my favorite piece of Star Wars that's come out in the last few years is uh, the three part series uh, of Vader right. Immortal. Um, Written by the guy who wrote The Dark Knight. I forget his name right now. Um, it wasn't Nolan, was God, it? Uh, That's the director. No, 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 no. The, no, no. The uh, the the uh, okay. screenwriter. Well, um, so, anyways, somebody in the uh, chat yeah. will like let us know. Chris something. It's not Terrio because now I'm thinking of Chris Terrio, who's like whatever, 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 you know, whatever. Don't digress. Down my... Don't digress. Yeah. Whatever. So so anyway, the the um, the point is is that in this game, they do a really good job about giving you the backstory of Mustafar, you know, about all the power that is 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 hit, is 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 built into Mustafar, the yeah. legacy and Kofax, you know, yeah. and all that stuff. Um, and the, um, the, um, that, that, the uh, bright star, the, the bright shining star, star the yeah. bright star. And like at the end of that game, you terraform, uh, yeah. Mustafar. You put it back to its you know, original like, state. And right, and like, there's no connective tissue between that. David Goyer, that's right. Somebody in the chat just said it. David okay. Goyer, that's the guy's name. There's no connective tissue between what David Goyer wrote and what happens in Episode Nine. Like, they're just not no. talking to each other, like no. at all. It's weird. It's you weird. Know, like but, the the but, whole art of Episode Nine book. They're just like, yeah, we're trying to like figure out a way where we could explain or like. You know, it would make sense where Mustafar is like now not full of lava. It's like it's already been explained in this beautiful VR been game, a three-part series by the Lucasfilm story, like by ILM X Labs, like by the Lucasfilm story group, like that Matt Martin was a part of. By the people that have been, they've been working inside Lucasfilm for thirty years. I know the guys yeah. that worked on that game. I've been there. Like I played that game before it came out, like oh, ages before it came out, like. Those guys have been in Lucasfilm for 25 years. Okay, David S. Goyer is an incredible screenwriter. He wrote this awesome story. And these people writing episode nine are like, oh, how do we explain yeah. Mustafa? Look at your yeah. own stuff. Yeah. You already did it. You know, anyway, I'm sorry. This stuff it it gets, me gets me upset, too. man, because it's yeah. my favorite. If you guys haven't played uh, Vader Immortal, I highly, highly, just, highly yeah, recommend it. You'd it's have to get awesome. an Oculus uh, Quest for it, uh, but you can just watch the three videos on my channel because I streamed the entire thing. I should probably put them all together. It's probably going to be like a three-hour 
video, but um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a great it's story. Uh, someone says I need Duel of the Fates length animated film. Yeah, maybe Collider can get on that. Hey, I've thought about doing it. I've thought about doing. It. I've talked to Colin a little bit about like doing some fun stuff with it. Maybe doing a fan read or something like that. I I love the script. I thought the script was great. You know, um, but maybe it's because it's all on the page and it, and like I'm directing it in my head and I know how I would pace it and how I would do it. But even the way that he treats Leia, the way that he treats Luke um, just feels to me a lot more Luke yeah. and Leia like, you know, um, like this sequel trilogy to me felt like oh, they man. really just wanted to kill off. Uh, the legendary characters get them out of the way and uh, make way for the new. And that's not how you do it. You don't do it at the expense of the characters that we have grown up with because then we're going to resent. We're gonna, It's going to backfire. We're going to do exactly what you don't want us to do, and we're going to resent the new characters because they are put in place to replace these characters that we all identify with and love. So give us a reason to love these new ones and identify with these new ones and that's the only problem why do so many people love ahsoka and dislike ray not because she's a woman uh, maybe it is for some for some weirdos you know that that are sexist but it's because right it's right. because her character is written so poorly it's not because of daisy ridley it's not because of she's, she's this or that it's because her character has no arc she has no character development she starts out strong beating everyone and she leaves beating everyone what the hell is that? What right. do I learn from that as a human being? Where, where at least in the Colin script, she gets, yeah, she gets seriously messed and up. And she's like, defeated by Kylo. Yeah, she takes no damage. Essentially takes no damage in the sequel trilogy. But anyway, it's, it's it, a dead know. horse beating, beating a dead horse at this point, you know. But um and and yeah. you got to yeah. understand it's we're not haters of the sequel trilogy. We just wish things could have been different or maybe we have a different idea of what it could have been but it's just it's hard to even talk about the sequel trilogy because there are so many different parts of the fandom that you know just want to destroy it or love it and it's like i just look at it you know uh, objectively or so uh, subjectively and just kind of understand it for what it is and what i like and what i don't like about it so there are no absolutes my lord yeah. Well, you know, look, we'll 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 get them next time, you know, and um I um I'm going to see like if we can maybe get Colin on here. Um I think Colin and I'm going to ask Ryan, you know, I'm going to say, "Hey Ryan, do you want to have a an honest question about Star Wars?" I don't know if he'll if he does. Throw it out there, you bro. know, I Just ask I, him. I I Hey chat, yeah, would, would you we'll be down to have there, Ryan you know? Johnson here you know, in a respectful 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 interview you know <laughs> and i really want him to feel you know comfortable that he can come here and just just talk to us you know um if you want that type one if you want colin trevorrow uh mark's gonna try to get him uh type two and uh i mean there's so many other guests of course once this covid stuff is done then we can get way more people hopefully uh, get sam Whitwer back that'd be nice that'd be cool and then maybe even move up uh, to some of the really uh, difficult people to get, the even more difficult people like Dave Filoni, which maybe, you know, hopefully Sam could help us get too. 
or you know Ashley Eckstein could maybe be like, hey Dave, yeah. would you be interested in getting on here? I don't think it would be too hard. And then the the yeah, man, the ultimate. Thank you so Hayden. much. Got to get Hayden. Hayden Hayden is the ultimate guest. Hayden is the ultimate guest. Maybe after this whole COVID thing blows over, we will go to his farm <laughs> and camp out somewhere well, you near know his what? farm I, and try to get I, uh, him to give us. I thought us... about actually hiring him as an actor in a um, a fan film, uh, not a Star Wars fan film, just a story that I would write. And uh, I think that would be interesting, you know, if I could do that. Somebody, somebody, uh, I think did a super chat. There's a lot of super chats I haven't. To know my SWG Legends name. Here, I'll type it in. SWG Legends character name. What is it? Just imagine like a stormtrooper DJ with Vader coming. Sorry, what is it? Thrall Storm. Oh, I spelled it wrong. Thrall Stormbringer. Hmm. Do you think Galaxy's Edge should have been set during the original trilogy? Uh, I think it should have been set during prequels, originals, and sequels. I would have rather had a live-action canonize of The Force Unleashed than the sequel. Oh, that would have been cool. Um, Would you guys think we would see a movie trilogy of the Darth Bane books? There's so much source material, you know. I love those books. I love those books, man. I've 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 read um, the first one and I, and I'm like halfway through the second one. It's a really cool story. Have you ever I read have that read one? It a long time. I re- got the audio book. So okay, uh, okay. So so it's like a little baby, like somebody like it's like yeah. a bedtime story. So it's like, but it's the, the thing with audio books yeah. is like you're doing so many <laughs> things or whatever, doing something, you're multitasking. So it's like. They're things you don't really process, and it's like, oh yeah, I read it, but it's like, yeah, you know, I should really go back there and properly read that, you know, actually read it. It's um, a good book. Did you read Duke it's a good or book. listen to Dooku Jedi Lost? No, the only Star Wars books I've ever read, I read all three of the mm-hmm. Zon trilogy, so Heir to the Empire, um, uh, Dark Force I, Rising, I and him. Last Command. You know that? that was cool. I met him at Celebration. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Timothy Zahn. Cool I met him. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So those three books I, books I read, I like all three of those. Um, I read uh, oh, Plagueis, yeah. and I read Darth Bane, and I'm halfway through the second like, one. Are, is there a reason they're not bringing James Luceno back to write stuff? I feel like he was a good writer. So I don't know anything about the, the whole novel so things, Luceno to be honest Plagueis. with you, man. He wrote... Um, he wrote uh, Dark Lord. He wrote Bane? No, he wrote no. Vader. What was it? Not episode three, but it was Vader, Dark Lord, something. The Rise of Darth Vader. Um, I liked his writing. Mm. It was very easy. It was just very simple, and he understood Star Wars, I feel like, really, really well. A lot of people are like, cool. yeah, bring Hayden in. That'd be, cool. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Just Skype him in. I would love to see Mark Hamill direct a Star Wars movie on Disney or Disney Plus show. That'd be sweet. Lucas said a big part of the prequel trilogy was institutions serve themselves at the expense of the needs of their individuals. Eight just continues that. The only reason Ryan Johnson directed episode eight was between Kathleen Kennedy and him were friends. That's not a good reason to direct a Star Wars movie. That's actually not true. Um, I actually know that story from the inside. Um, and it's not just because they were friends. There was like a bunch of other stuff going you want on. To tell us about that. 
No. No, we can talk about that later. We can talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine was good on paper, but worst executed Star Wars movie. I feel like, okay, I feel like this stream, we've talked about a lot of stuff. You know, it's been an hour and 20 minutes. Mark, what do you think we wrap it up? Or do you want to talk about some more stuff? I think we wrap it up. Look, I think we wrap it up. And um, I thought this was a really cool stream. And, like, I miss sometimes the just two of us, you know, just you and me just going at it, it, you know, having a fun time talking Star Wars. Oh, uh, we've been trying to get guests on because we want to bring that for the fans, you know, and we want to give you guys, uh, you know, just like let you guys meet some of our, you know, like some of the people that we're into and talk Star Wars with them. Um, but yeah, man, it was fun to do like a one-on-one. It's always fun. This it's, was, always it's been a while since yeah. we just. You I feel me. like we really get the yeah, ball yeah, rolling yeah, whenever we, we do this stuff. Um, and like this will continue once we're deep in uh, in uh, Verdansk in uh, war zone. In about later, ten minutes. Know, dry, <laughs> in about ten minutes. It's about ten minutes. <laughs> so. But look, man, I I um I loved uh, reading uh, the chats today. Thank you so much, guys, for for. You know, we had almost 3,000 people there at one point. There's still over 2,000 right. people. So it's great that people still want to Star Wars, man. And, yeah. So, you know, and to recap, you know, if that was Mark's goodbye, we bid him a farewell. Of course, he was a huge inspiration to me and so many others. Um, but I hope we'll see him again. I hope it was just something that, you know, he, he had to he had to write maybe as like a, a, hey, thanks for enjoying the Skywalker saga, you know, or whatever. So, eh, we'll, we'll see what happens. The future is bright as we look off into the horizon all right thanks guys for joining us and uh we'll see you in the next one mark don't Don't, forget don't forget right my friend